Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Osu, again, represents Freddie Freeman, sued Doug Gottlieb for that statement. Said this is, you know, complete lie, complete fabrication. Uh, And today, Doug Gottlieb tweeted an apology. He said, upon further vetting of my sources, a review of the lawsuit filed against me in this matter in a direct conversation with Casey himself, I have learned the conduct I allege did not occur and that there is no credible basis for stating that it did. My ultimate investigation into this matter confirms that Casey Close did, in fact, communicate all offers to Freddie Freeman and the sources I relied on were incorrect in no uncertain terms. I appreciate the damage that misinformation like this can cause and have been in touch with Casey Close to apologize directly. I have also deleted my original tweet. And by the way, the uh, the suit remained pending as of uh, today, as of midday today. Um, I, I think this is a, is is crushing for I, – I don't know how you feel about Doug Gottlieb. I don't know where you stand on him. But this is pretty crushing, uh, you know, for, for him to say – and, it, you know, to double down basically. He also alleged that Freddie Freeman fired him um, and to come out here and just say I was – I don't know if he was lying. I don't know what what he was doing, but that is a that is a hell of a thing to come out later and say. Well, I mean, he seems to be sticking in pretty uh, sticking to a story that he just got bad information that he wasn't just making up some story, right? You know. So, but again, you asked me how I feel about Doug Gottlieb. Been amazed by his staying power as it is, but you you telling me this gonna be the bullet that takes out Doug Gottlieb? Who knows? Uh, Casey Close said, from the onset, we were clear that Mr. Gottlieb's tweet was wholly inaccurate and that we would seek legal remedies. He has retracted his statement in its entirety and now acknowledged that he got the story wrong. We consider this matter closed. See, I don't know if enough people care about baseball for this to, you know, to be angered by, you know, Doug's misstep here to a point where we're reaching cancel standards. You know, see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't know if people care about the story enough. And you've got to have that. We're not talking about you know a racist remark or something right. like that. And so, do people care enough that Casey Close cares? But yeah, exactly. You know, it's a it's a it, for the most part, it's a, it's a small community of people. 
So I don't know if it's enough that we that this you know threatens Doug's career. Yeah. Or if in this case the apology is going to be enough. So you know. I don't. I don't know if that's enough to pick up the lawsuit either, John. Because you know, I don't know that deleting a tweet and an apology it does so. Maybe you need to go forward with the lawsuit if you're close in those folks. Yeah, you said it's still pending, right? Yes, yeah, as of midday today. Oh, now, and, and when did he put the apology? He just did that this morning, at okay, eleven a.m. So perhaps they'll pick it up. Perhaps that's all they wanted in the first place, and that's why Doug was so right. You know, jump to go do it. Fall on the sword, though. Yeah. Fall on the mm. sword. All right, I, we, I didn't even realize that it happened. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it kind of got slipped under the rug. Smaller story I remember that, it at the time. Though. Yeah, I, I say bizarre story for yeah, the headlines and stuff. That's yeah. bizarre Freddie Freeman report. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Uh, Ed Orgeron said some really interesting things uh, th- earlier this week. We'll get into that. And then Barrett Jones. Would you- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. McCulley Roofman and Renovation. I'm a swell like outcast. M-C-C-U-L-L-E-Y. That is Chris's name. And you get you better get familiar because he's the best in Memphis, whether that's getting your new roof, repairing some damage on your roof, or some projects that you may have at the house. You want to renovate that bathroom, want to transform it, you can do it. Great guy, prompt, and very fair, as always. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason and John Show. Guess what you get? A free roofing upgrade. Yes, that's why that number is so important, 901-487-7096. And then you mentioned the fact that you heard on Jason John so important because, as John said, you get the free roofing upgrade. You don't get much free in 2022 anymore. So that's why you need to call, not just if you've got a roofing issue, if you've got those renovation questions as well. They are the best, as John said. And he's had those previous dealings with Chris McCulley, business dealings with Chris McCulley. He's experienced the service. He's experienced the good product. You can be next. Again, got renovation questions, want to build out that patio, that upstairs. Call Chris McCulley first, okay, before you call these other teams. Uh, odds are you're going to be sticking with this team because they're the best, but the most popular roofing company. They got a bunch of five-star reviews on Facebook. You can check out for yourself before you make that call. 
can lock it in, 487-7096. It's McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. It's McCulley Roofing and Renovations. All right, so, again, one of the new features on the show here is we're getting into, getting into the busy time, right, football and basketball season soon. Um, we are uh, dispatching Brad to come up with and find the best clips, the best clips, and maybe they're sports, maybe they're not, uh, going on in the world around and every day at one. We're going to uh, get into those. So what do we have today, Brad Carson? Story of the day yesterday was Ed Orgeron appearing for the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Making news. Yes, making news. Now, uh, let's just go back a little bit here because it's just last year is when he was let go. I mean, this isn't like he was let go two years ago. This mm-hmm. is fresh. Yep. Uh, the buyout and the whole deal. He was 45 and 14, by the way, at LSU. 61 and 41 overall as a head coach. And a champ. And he's a champion. And we're not far away from it a year ago. Never Over. be able to take that away from him either. No, I, I actually. champion. I think I like Ed Orgeron. So, uh, this clip was making the rounds yesterday. It was indeed. Wouldn't you agree, guys, this is the clip of the day? I think so. I think you're right. Here's the appearance. I'm so grateful of my time, fellas. That was my opportunity. You know, coaches got a shelf. Some coaches got 50 years. Some coaches got 12. Mine was six. And there we go. And Scott Woodward is a friend of mine that I really, really, a lot of respect for the way they handled me. So and what's uh, next? Well, well I got to t- tell you this, though. <laughs> Say, Coach, you got $17.1 million on your contract. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> I said, what time do you want me to leave? What do you want me out of, brother? <laughs> uh, for those who are listening on the AM or the FM, I did uh, block out the S word. He said, no S. Uh, for you on the stream, you you heard it live, of course. But um, coach said, "What time you want me to leave, and what door you want me out of, brother?" Seventeen point one million. I will say this for Ed Orgeron: he he's good at holding court. He's pretty good in that setting, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like he's, I, I could listen to him. Yeah, you know what? You know, because he's the common man. That's what he would have you believe. Well, he's funny, but his bank account says he's, he's pretty not very funny. common at all. And I, and that's why and I will say this: like. It, it, you know, Ed Orgeron was clearly – it was time to to move on from him, no doubt about it. I mean, he, he got the championship with Joe Burrow, but that was trending in the wrong direction after Joe Burrow left. Couldn't find stability at the quarterback position all and, and, and other things, right? There were some other things going on with, with Ed too. Um, but it, it, it's, it's funny. I think the money absolutely shapes the way he views LSU and the way he views Scott Woodward, for example. He's, oh, Scott Woodward's a friend. You know, I appreciate my time there. Yeah, you would too if you You got $17 million. Now, if they would have said, we're only going to give you, you know, $5 million or no millions, I guarantee you he would be saying, you know, uh, his tone would be very different about LSU. It's easy when – like, if if my worst enemy gave me $17 million, I would find a way – to speak very well of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of I feel like, you know, it's all nice and good to hear him say that. It's entirely influenced by the fact that they paid him the entirety of what was left on his deal. Yeah, I guess my take on Ed is is a little bit different than yours. Mine is that Ed got the last laugh on us. When when I say us, I I I'm talking about media who ridiculed him as the dumbest thing in football, a guy who was basically couldn't talk, was an incompetent, can't be a leader. And what does he do? He goes out, he, he gets this LSU job, and we go back and forth on whether you should even be in the position, but he gets it, he maximizes it. He takes Joe Burrow, Ohio State's leftovers, and he got, and Joe Brady, by the way, who helped him, get, and, and goes and win a title that you'll never be able to take from him. And because he did, you had to pay him all the damn money. Okay, and now what's he got? He's got all the money. 
but no pressure anymore. And no more media calling him big dumb football coach. Like I, I, I get it, and and some of that he deserved in terms of the way he carried himself. Like you go acting a fool in front of football players, folks gonna call you out on it. You'll be made a joke. But in the end, it's like he was snorting. It was like the, that snorting laugh. He almost couldn't control it. He gets the last laugh because he's got the money, yep. he's got the championship, and you'll never be able to take that from him. You can call him dumb all day long. Yeah, he doesn't look too dumb sitting in there with that seventeen point one million and a championship ring on his finger. That and now. Now he doesn't have to deal with the pressure. You know what I'm saying? And so again, I, to me, it's Ed Orgeron getting the getting the last laugh on us, all of us that that ridiculed him for so long. It's, oh man, this guy'll never cut it. Um, well, you know, LSU's got national championship expectations every year, and so eventually they were going to go w- want more when that thing fell off. But man, sh- salute to Ed, man. Well, man, on top, man of got it. his money, and and now he can, he can live a beautiful life. Seventeen point one million bucks. Plus, like for example, the Little Rock Touchdown Club appearance. They probably paid him ten grand to show up to talk to a thousand boosters. It's an easy that club. life now. Now that's the the big. Well, hey, what are you going to say to them? And it's not like Ed Orgeron's a guy who's going to worry about putting together a speech for those guys. <laughs> no. He's going to go talk off the cuff, have them in the palm of his hand, just like John said. These are these are the situations where you absolutely love him, and it's a great life. Yeah. The guy can go drive off in his Hummer and everything else, man. <laughs> uh, and he's he's loving life. He's that's like, what I'm talking about. It's it's it, I'm just talking about the happiness in his life right now. Yeah. It's got to be in an all time high. Because now he doesn't have to put do with uh, put up with the BS boosters and all that pressure that goes with it, sure. right? All those parents, or the, the kids who you're not playing, all those headaches. Man, now you got millions of dollars and no stress whatsoever. I just think, man, if, if I could get that kind of happiness, I'll sign up for it all day long. Like he said, you want me to walk to the door or run to the door for that $17.1 million? I'm out of here. On the other side of the glass, the, there is Brian Kelly. This is what happened to Brian. I, this is not the clip of the day, but I think it's context for where this program, it, it, the question is, are they going to be good under Brian Kelly? After the loss to Florida State, Brian Kelly in the media with one of the media members arriving late. And, and now we're uh, excited about the weekend. So with that, we'll, uh, we'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for, we, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on time. All right, here we go. So the uh, media already saying if you'd win, we'd be nicer to you. Uh, you know, it's not about uh, us being late. I, I don't know if he's going to yeah. be that great there. I really don't. And I think it's a fit is is my issue. That's why I thought Orgeron for his short time worked so well. Well, she said, yeah, she said uh, if maybe if you'd win, we'd be on time. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, um, yeah, and that's what he was retorted. Yeah, I, 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 actually, I actually saw this on Twitter uh uh, the young lady. It's a it's a beat writer. I can't, I can't remember what what what, uh, what publication, but she she says she was clearly joking, and I think Brian Kelly was clearly joking with her. And they had like a you know they had a powwow after that. She's and, with the Advocate. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know LSU fans got got after her, but she was just clearly you know poking fun. I mean, it was look, I I, I don't I, the the Brian Kelly era is going to be fine because they are going to get top five recruiting classes, right? He's going to get great players in there. His whole shtick is going to work. Um, and then we'll just see what happens on the field. I just I, after one loss where they came all the way back. They they should have won, they damn near almost won that game you mm-hmm. know and I and and the quarterback might be good might not not sure um, I'm not really ready to rule on uh, on on Brian Kelly just yet um, but it's just like any other big time job uh, if you don't win they will get they will want you out 
and and that's the bottom line. Well, in two to three years, he's going to have it rolling, and he's going to they're going to be a national championship contender. I just think if Ed Orgeron back to the point can win at LSU, right? Brian Kelly, and anybody can, and he'll win big, and he'll yeah. make them a national championship contender. I will say this though about Brian Kelly: this whole uh, uh, SB Nation's got a headline up that I couldn't agree with more. Brian Kelly's comedy act won't cut it at LSU. I don't get the whole, I'm going to change my image to nice guy, funny guy, make everybody like me. Because he's never been that. No. Frankly. And, 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 and he's been successful not being that. So, so let's take it back to the whole faked accent thing. This thing where you're saying, hey, I'm going to find you guys if you keep coming late. Bro, it, they're probably ne- you're not going to win them over and make them like you with some funny, funny, ha-ha, I'm smarter than everybody in the room stuff. So stop. And, 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 and with the SEC media, they're not going to buy that for long either. What it's going to come down to is wins. And frankly, it's got to be wins at a national championship level that's, or that's else you're right. out of there. Yep. Forget this trying to win over folks or you got this new image where you're funny or you're ha-ha or you're, you're even likable because you've never been that. So stop trying to be something else now, now that you're down in the South and at LSU. And it just, again, it goes back to like the, the fake accent was symbolic of that. He's trying to be something that he's not. You've been successful not being that guy, right, that's got to have everybody in the room like him. So stop trying to do it. It doesn't come, it comes off wrong. And I think, frankly, that's why you were, they were so willing to challenge you on it from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Like, what right. you, you telling us uh, we, we can't be late, win some games. Like, and I think SEC media, for the most part, will be like that, where just stop with the ha-ha funny stuff. That's not you, and we're not trying to buy something different. Don't sell us that you're this new dude. Just sell us that you're a good football coach. And frankly, you know, you should be able to recruit at a high enough level, get uh, control of Louisiana back, that you've got this thing at a, at, a, at a high level in two to three years. So, again, I don't get the, 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 the nest, this, this need to feel like he needs to change his image. I feel like there's this something in him right now that makes him want to change. He doesn't need to do that. And, I, frankly, I don't think people are going to buy it if he, tr- if he continues to try it. I don't like Brian Kelly at LSU. I think it's weird as hell. And, and I know I heard what you just said, and you think in two to three years they're going to have championship caliber, they're going to get the players. I just think culture is, is super important, and, and especially at these programs, and you got, especially in the Bayou, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it feels weird as hell to me. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. That's the beauty of it. The games are played, the recruiting classes are built, and uh, then the results are on the field. And, and nobody will care if, if he had a fake accent, what the culture is. It's true. Is. If you got a quarterback throwing the ball all no, the yeah, field, you're right. Games, you're, you're right. right. Yeah, none of that, none of that stuff will matter. That's LSU. It, it only matters when you lose, right? All that stuff. Because uh, as a fan, you just you just val- you just you know you justify, right? That's yeah. what you you rationalize. You say, oh, he's he's fine. That's just one of his little things, you know. <laughs> like there's there's there, it's, like there's a lot of little Nick Saban isms that people are willing to like completely overlook, right? Because he wins titles every other freaking year, so it, it's all the same. If you win. You, they become cute. If you lose, right. they become big problems. That's just the way that the the, the you know the, the sports consciousness works. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk to Barrett uh, Jones about all of this. Get his thoughts on LSU. Get his thoughts on around the SEC, Alabama, Tennessee. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Barry Jones, a three-time national champ at Alabama, proud ECS grad. He has uh, dialed back his regular ESPN duties in favor of joining us pretty regularly throughout the college football season. We're so grateful for that. He joins us now. Barrett, what's up, man? Well, I like that assumptive close right there, and I also like how you, you just made it seem like I quit ESPN so I could be on the show more. That's exactly That's right. That's exactly right. You know, it's, I'm all, not, it's all about mar- not you know, sure marketing. I'm sure that was a huge factor in me and my wife's discussion, but uh, but yeah, all right. It's a fringe benefit, right? I mean, it just it just is. Fringe, fringe bennies, no doubt. Uh, that was that was no way to treat your guests this weekend. A bit rude there from Nick Saban, I thought. Yeah, business as usual. You know, I, I think uh, I think getting into the game, obviously we knew Alabama was going to be good. Um, how good is still up for debate. But one thing that I I was really looking for was just who the playmakers going to be. I was trying to figure out who Bryce Young was going to throw the ball to. And they had a lot of different guys. And I, I think even the – uh, most avid guys at, at practice really had no clue uh, who was really going to be catching the ball out there like consistently. I think we you know, knew like about six guys that might be out there. I think a ton of people expected Ja'Cory Brooks, the guy who made some plays uh, in that Auburn game last year, to sort of be one of the featured guys. He was early out there. So, uh, yeah, there was uh, Treshawn Holden uh, as well as Kobe Prentice that both made some plays and uh, some, some guys starting to emerge as potential playmakers. So, We'll see if that holds the rest of the year, but I do think that was a, a piece of the puzzle that was answered for Alabama and a big question mark for me because I do think they're really good and, and really, really good on defense, as good as they've been on defense in quite a while, uh, obviously led by Will Anderson, who I think is uh, probably going to be the number one overall pick uh, next spring. What What do you, in terms of that defense, and I'm with you, in terms of Will and the, the, the difference maker he is, what's it going to look like this week, you think, against this Texas team that's got some offense. They bring in some guys offensively, including the, the running back, Bijan Robinson. Um, what do you think happens this week? I, I saw a discussion between Stephen A. and Feinbaum where, of course, Stephen A. said, well, Alabama's going to roll. Feinbaum says, hold on, uh, that maybe at least that, that Texas can keep up. What do you think? Can the Longhorns keep up this weekend? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I do think that uh, there's still some question marks at corner for Alabama. They weren't really challenged in that first game, and there's some – guys that don't have a ton of experience that are playing there. And so uh, that's definitely a question. You know, obviously, if you're facing a, a really good rushing attack, we'll see how they stand up to that. I think they'll stand up pretty well to that. If that's, uh, because I, I, B. John Robinson, he's, he's definitely a stud. But that, I still have some questions about that Texas offensive line. They sure. uh, really, really struggled last year. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't watch their game. Uh, I don't remember who they played. Somebody not that good. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to need to see some major improvement uh, if they want to get B. John Robinson going against a, a quality front like Alabama. So I do think it'll be a good test. I, I have a lot of respect for Steve Sarkeesian. I think he's a really good play caller. Uh, I, I've, you know, I, I think play calling is um, is something that is an art form. It's hard to teach someone how to play call. There's just a lot of guys that have a great feel for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Steve Sarkeesian is one of those guys. He really is such a gifted. Uh, play caller. I, I, I think late in that 
2020 Alabama season. I obviously watched a lot of Alabama like that. He, it was poetry in motion watching him uh, where he was comfortable with Mac Jones and obviously the talent he had around him with Devontae Smith and Najee Harris and a lot of other guys. Uh, he just got in such a great rhythm. So I do think he is a truly gifted play caller who obviously will know a lot about the defense he's going up against. So uh, I can see him score the points. Um, I'm not sure if they have the firepower to really compete with them down the stretch, but I do think it'll be a good test for Alabama uh, early here in the season. Tennessee did get into the AP Top 25 after their blowout win over Ball State. Got a big one, a ranked matchup this weekend against Pittsburgh. The line is Tennessee minus 6.5. Does that feel like a bit of a market overreaction to what we saw from Tennessee against Ball State? I mean, they are at Pitt. Well, it might also be a reaction to the fact that I didn't think Pitt looked that good against just an okay West Virginia team. So uh, probably a little bit of both. You know, I, you know, you look at these teams, uh, I've done a little reading about them. You know, Pitt really struggles in their secondary. They're very unproven, and obviously that's where Tennessee uh, can really thrive in this offense. So I think there's definitely reason to believe that Pitt's going to have a lot of trouble containing this passing game. Uh, I'm kind of bullish on this Tennessee team, so I, I think they have a lot of confidence, which that might sound silly, but, man, don't underestimate, especially when you get a bunch of college kids. When they start believing in something, that's a big deal. And so uh, I, if you're going to make, if you'd make me pick that, I'm, I'm going to pick Tennessee to cover. I think, uh, I think they're going to come out and, and really announce themselves here on a national stage as a team that really has made some big strides in the offseason uh, and really has a system that works and they believe in. In terms of things out of the SEC that impressed you the most out of, out, of, out of week one, how high on the list is what Georgia did you know, to Oregon despite with all those losses? I mean, I, I suppose, and you were one of them that knew you know, there's a ton of talent there, this can happen. How high was that on the list? How high is what Florida did to Utah? You know, I know it was at home, but uh, they certainly got, a, got a, a big win to start off the Napier era. What did you think in terms of what you were most impressed with out of the SEC this weekend? Yeah, it had to be Georgia, honestly. I mean, I, I knew they'd be good. I, I picked them to go undefeated, so I knew they'd be right. good. Uh, undefeated in the regular season, but I didn't expect that. That was an absolute boat racing. Um, you know, and I think offensively there was just a, a lot more firepower than we've seen in the past. You know, we're used to kind of seeing Georgia – maybe sputter a little bit out the gate and, and yep. kind of get going and start physically grinding and dominating and teams wearing down at the end of the game. That's not what happened. This game was over by the end of the first quarter. I mean, Georgia just came out and blew the doors off of an Oregon team that has some good pieces to it. So, uh, yeah, I was I was really, really impressed with Georgia. And then just the focus level, too. I mean, uh, obviously it's a long season, but it's tough when you win the national championship. Um now, maybe in a way it's helpful that like so many of those guys are gone because it's almost a completely new cast that maybe now they're saying, hey, it's my turn now. So I was very impressed with just their focus level, how cleanly they played. You know, Stetson Bennett looked really good. Um, yep. You know, he's he's a guy that's played a lot of ball now, and uh, I think, you know, what he lacks in maybe physical traits he makes up for and just uh, comfortability in this offense and knowing how to get the ball the weapons around him. So, yeah, Georgia's a problem. Uh, there's no doubt. And, uh, man, you would, uh, as good as Alabama is, if you had voted Georgia number one this week after that performance they put on, I, I couldn't have been mad at you because uh, they did a great job. Look, Florida, enormous win. I love Billy Napier. He, he was at Alabama when I was. I think he's going to do a great job there. And that was a great, a great start uh, to the era there. Uh, obviously, it wasn't perfect. There's a lot of things to work on. Um, Anthony Richardson's got to get better as a passer, but man, he sure is fun to watch. Yes, he and uh, that was, he made some plays that were truly jaw, jaw, jaw dropping on that two point conversion when he 
uh, spun out, pump fake, all kind of stuff going on, fake jump pass. There's all all type of craziness. That guy is uh, he's really an unbelievable athlete. It'll be interesting to see if he can stay healthy. He struggled, struggled in the past to stay healthy. He's had stretches where he looked really good, uh, but didn't stay healthy for a whole season. So they're going to need him to stay healthy if they want to make some noise. That's kind of a dark horse in the East. But I thought it was a great start to the Billy Napier era against a really solid Utah team with a lot of veterans on it. Most of the SEC handled business this weekend. LSU was one of the teams that did not. Understandably so. It's Brian Kelly's first season there. What did you What did you see from LSU? Were you encouraged by it? Did you see a lot of talent on the roster? What did you think of LSU this weekend? Well, I can't really remember a time where I've heard more criticism about a coach after one game, honestly. I mean, uh, I think people are majorly overreacting and yeah, then we have just the absolute nothing burger of the Brian Kelly press conference afterwards that I think is just not a big deal. So, you know, it's, man, there's, it's a pressure cooker down there, and obviously they want results now. And I think the thing that people were frustrated about was there was still a lot of undisciplined play. But, you know, it takes time to change a culture. I've been a part of that before. It, it doesn't happen overnight. And as much as you'd love to do it as a coach where you just go in there and change the culture, uh, it's not something where you just snap your fingers. So uh, I, I think Brian Kelly's a really good football coach. Um, I think that uh, I think that they will get it turned around. There's just too much talent down there. It's it's such a relatively easy place to, to win and win big. I mean, uh, it's got to be the only place in the last 20 years that's had three different coaches win a national championship. And and by the way, I don't, two of them are just okay coaches, honestly, to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I think he will win. I, I think there was a major overreaction just to all the noise I'm hearing about Ryan Kelly. He's going to do a good job. Just give him some time. You know, was it encouraging? I don't really know if it was encouraging. Uh, I think it's just the the first step of uh, trying to rip the bandaid off. He's going to have some great coaching points to those guys. It's one thing to say it in practice, but once they start seeing the games and and seeing, hey, wow, if I do it this way, it's going to be embarrassing. There were a lot of things that they they could clean up, and I'm sure Brian Kelly knows that. So I'm still bullish on him long term. Uh, I think it's going to be a rocky year. There's going to be some pain this year uh, because there's a lot of change going on down there, not just not and and probably within the administration too. I mean, Brian Kelly's a guy that wants to control every aspect, and that's not really how they're used to doing things around there. So, um, you know, you you got a, a a northern guy coming into the south and sh- and shifting things up. Uh, it, it works really good when it's winning, but when it's not, there's going to be some noise. But again, he's good at tuning out the noise, and I, I think they'll be successful long term. And uh, I'm just not sure about short term. On the other side of the ball, I was really happy for Mike Norvell. That was going to be an absolutely brutal yes, loss if they found a way to blow that. Uh, but now Florida State fans are excited, and I'm excited for Mike Norvell and uh, and getting a big win over a, a nice name-brand opponent. And it would have been one of those wins where, like, you know, the neutral observer could have, could point out that, like, man, he got screwed by that review, right? He got screwed by the fact that they caught it out of bounds, reviewed it, was clearly in bounds, and they gave him 10 minutes to, you know, get the play call. But the fans would not have cared. Right. The, fan, the, fan, no. the fans would have said, get this guy out of town and get Dion in here tomorrow. No doubt. People forget those things. Like, you forget, you know, the, uh, you know unless you're just a diehard, uh, you know, you forget that, that the uh, the Saints got got hosed on one of the worst calls of all time in the NFC Championship game. Unless you're just a diehard fan, so yeah, you forget that stuff and you just remember who won and lost the game. Hey, now Sean Payton's not there anymore, so you know it's uh, it's yeah, it, it definitely it, football can be a cruel sport sometimes because it does come down to small things like that. Uh, but I, I was happy for Mike Norvell the way it worked out. I'm I'm still a little surprised Brian Kelly didn't go for two. Honestly, uh, I thought that would have been. 
uh, the smart move there with all the momentum. But, you know, it uh, obviously it's easy to say in hindsight. What about Ohio State, Barrett? Uh, did did anything you saw in that game against Notre Dame, and it was an eyebrow raiser for at least some people in Vegas who thought that was going to be a, a blowout, did anything change how you think the Big Ten will play out this year? Like, are you leaning more Michigan now after Ohio State? You know, looks better in the second half, but still just a 21-10 win, or do you think Ohio State is a cut above the rest, maybe beneath an Alabama and Georgia? No, yeah, I think they're definitely a, a cut above the rest of the Big Ten right now, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens in the season, but I, I don't see anyone really – challenging them too seriously in the Big Ten. They're, they have so much talent on that roster. That offense, they looked a little a little uh, slow early. Yeah. Uh, they'll get things figured out. There's too much talent over there. I mean, there's a lot of adjustments. Jackson Smith and Jigba now is the primary guy. You know, there's been so many good receivers there. Teams are focusing more on that. Um, you know, I, I don't worry, though. There's just a lot of talent. I, I thought the defense actually played pretty well, which is something they haven't done quite yep. as much of lately. So yep. that's a positive. So, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm still – I think uh, I, I think there's if I if there's some things I could bet on it would be Bama Georgia in the SC championship game uh, Ohio State winning the Big Ten uh, those are some pretty secure ones for me right there and then Dietrich Pennington how close of tabs are you keeping on an ECS man like you a uh, 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 four four former star four-star former prospect out of ECS who's now at Clemson. I think Barrett, he missed his first year, played a few snaps, then had a knee injury, missed the whole year. Like, how, how good – you know this kid pretty well, and how, how much of a chance has he got in terms of at Clemson and then possibly at the next level? Yeah, you know, I actually trained uh, with Dietrich thought. a little bit and, and talked to him, and he really is such a great kid, and I was really excited for him when he, uh, when he chose um, Clemson. I think it's a great spot. I know – I know his uh, the old line coach over there is a great guy, so I was excited for him. You know, we'll, we'll see how things pan out. But he's definitely got all the physical tools and traits to be really, really good. Uh, so I, I really, uh, I'm rooting for him. You know, he's it's it's a it's one. There's a lot of guys that have the tools and traits. Sure. I, I, we'll see if he can take, take that step uh, mentally. And I don't even mean he's a really intelligent guy, but just the ability to grind week in and week out. Uh, to continue to prepare because he's he's got the ability to do it uh, if he, when he puts his mind to it. So I, I'm, I, he's a great kid. I love love working with him, and uh, I really hope he has a lot of success over there. Barry, man, appreciate, appreciate your time you, as brother, always. Inside, man. Thank you. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks, you, sir. Brother. He is Barry Jones, ECS product, three-time national champ down there at Alabama. Always appreciate him coming on, kicking some game on Alabama and the SEC. We'll come back, Jason and John, already turn FM, ESPN. You're in Memphis, you need a job, we can help. A lot of companies are hiring, but where do you go? Where do you where are you gonna make the most money? Where do you fit the best in terms of your skills? We got the solution for anyone out there looking for work or even look for a job change or a new career. It's called Millennium Search. Yeah, what do they do? What's their objective? Well, they hire for the very best companies that Memphis and the Mid-South have to offer. Can't say the names, but we can figure it out together. Shoes and apparel, shipping, medical. Healthcare. Millennium hires for positions in almost any industry you can think of. And John's made it just about as easy as he can for you to realize what companies we're talking about. And you're better paying job with these companies that all start at one place. Millennium Search. The incredible team they got over there is going to get to know you, get you in the spots best for you. You just got to get to the web address. And it's jobswiththebest.com. Jobswiththebest.com. Go with the best today. Start earning more tomorrow. Not our finest work there, gentlemen, but we yeah, did the best little, we could. You like did a little cannon effect there. You remember that? Yeah, yeah had to. Had to do Back it. Like inquire. Remember the cannon yeah. effect? Ha- had to. Um, we are a little over 24 hours away from the kickoff of the NFL season. Now, John, earlier, 
uh, was very interested in Bill Barnwell's piece over to ESPN.com about how each team can win the Super Bowl. I feel like that's a waste of time, particularly when you're talking about the Chicago Bears, how they can do it. Um, but what I found much more realistic was Peter King's predictions on the season uh, in his Football Morning in America column. Uh, these have made a little bit of news because he doesn't just do the teams he thinks going to make the playoffs and who he's got in the Super Bowl. He also does uh, QB changes, and when he thinks those might happen, he's got MVP picks in here as well. We'll start with the teams, the seven teams from each side he believes will make it, and we'll see if John's Raiders make the cut. Uh, in the AFC, he, like many others, has Buffalo in the Super Bowl, but he's got them the number one seed, 13-4. and four. Number two, he's got Baltimore. Three, he's got the Chargers. Four, Tennessee. Okay. He gives the Tennessee Titans the nod over the Indianapolis Colts in the South. We've said that's going to be a close race. Yep. I might be leaning Indy right now. Peter King is leading Tennessee. Number five, he's got Kansas City, which this would be obviously in a wild card position behind the Chargers winning the division. He's got Cincy Six, a uh, Super Bowl uh, team that made the Super Bowl last season, them, them finishing 10-7. and seven. And then at number seven, number seven, he's got the Miami Dolphins winning the tiebreaker over the Indianapolis Colts and... Las Vegas Raiders, yes, at 9-8 and eight, and making the playoffs as the seven seed out of the AFC. You think he's close? Yeah, I think that all sounds right except for the Titans. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, I would, lean the, I would lean toward the Colts right now. But it feels like everybody's saying that too, though. It feels like everybody's saying the Colts. And the Tennessee Titans are, are better when nobody thinks they're going to do anything, when they're, when they're sort of you know, off the radar. But they say they run it. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's right. They say they run the AFC South through three six. I don't know if you've seen that video. Oh, it's yeah, on the no. Instagram. They put it up today. And you, they're using three six this year. Who running? We don't like it because that's supposed to be Music City up there. But yet you got to come get a Memphis touch on it. What, what should what should they? They, they sh- should have picked something from Music City, like something Morgan Nashville, Wallen or something. something country up there. But you know, country don't get people, the people moving, does when it? I taste key. What is that mess? Baby, I still see you. Is that what you were singing when you were home alone this weekend? Kinda. NFC from Peter King. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. How about this? Note of the week. Saints have beaten Tom Brady's Bucks in all four regular season meetings, and none of the four has been a one-score game. He has got the Saints, John, 12-5 and five as the number one seed. Is he crazy? I, I, I think I saw Keyshawn. <laughs> Keyshawn had the Saints coming out of the NFC. I'm, I ref- the Saints, I, the number one seed in the yeah, NFC. I don't, I don't understand what is going on. Keyshawn's biased because of his uh, nephew playing there, I think, and they got him healthy. Who's his so, nephew? Uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Oh, he's right. He's oh, okay. right. He's related to Michael Thomas. Brad's all over this, but why would Peter King have the Saints as the one seed, twelve and five? Is that with Jameis Winston? Is it with Andy Dalton spelled coming in and taking over? I don't him? see you know, that. Do you know that Dalton was down with the Saints, John? I did actually, because I saw I watched preseason. <laughs> So if Jameis goes down or is bad, I mean, you know, Dalton might be quarterbacking a playoff team. We don't know. What I do not wow. believe is that they will be the number one Dude, seed Jameis in the Jameis Winston is not leading a team to the Super Bowl, okay? I uh, like him, and I'm rooting for him to, to be competent and be They could be a playoff team with him, but not Super Bowl. I, I, I think we, have, we need to keep it within the, the bounds of reality. He's got Green Bay 12-5 and five as the two. Philadelphia. Yes, he's got them uh, beating Dallas and taking the NFC East at Ooh. eleven and six as the three seed. Yeah, his 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 NFC is like upside down as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Rams are fourth, the four seed at ten and seven. Minnesota, he's got in as a wild card at eleven and six. We in Minnesota now. Tampa Bay, he's got in as a wild card at ten and seven. And then the San Francisco 49ers winning a tiebreaker over the Dallas Cowboys at ten and seven to be in as the seven seed. Uh, what say you on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like the Cowboys this year. I think well, the, he's with you on that. The offensive line woes are going to cost them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, and I'm also I'm also not very bullish on Green Bay. I mean, I get why people are, you know, Aaron Rodgers hard to fade Aaron Rodgers, but I just feel like you know with with uh, you know the the weapons that he lost, mm-hmm. like, I guess the the weapon that he lost, you know, it's been a long time since he's had to start over like this. We haven't seen it, so I'm. I'm fading Green Bay. I'm uh, fading Green Bay. He's got Buffalo Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Surprise records. Detroit seven and ten, he says. New England seven and ten. So surprising in the other kind of way. And he's got Jacksonville as a seven and ten. I guess surprise improvement by them. I don't know if that'd be a ton of surprise at seven and ten for Jacksonville. Here's a little bit more interesting. QB changes. He's got Kenny Pickett. Uh, the rookie in Pittsburgh going in for Mitchell Trubisky by mid-October. I'm on the other side of this. I think Trubisky is going to be competent enough and keep them winning enough games. Remember, Mike Tomlin hadn't had a losing season that they don't make the Kenny Pickett move because I don't think Trubisky is going to let them. What say you? You think they get Pickett in there? No, he is I, the hometown no, favorite. No, I don't, actually. Yeah. I, I think Trubisky is going to have a surprise year like you. I think they're – I mean, I, I really do. I think we're going to look back at – you know, Claypool season last year, uh, Deontay Johnson season last year, and you're just going to attribute it all to the to the wet noodle of an arm that Big Ben was playing. I mean, it was with. a dead arm. There's just yeah. no that. That's the facts. That's not an opinion. I mean, he could not throw the ball down the field. And it's amazing that they still made the playoffs with him. Like I cannot. I mean, barely. I mean, they, and they got drubbed. But still, like if they could make the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger with no arm. I think they could get back with Trubisky. I think there's a possibility of it. Uh, so I'm, I'm telling you, hold off on Kenny Pickett. He'll eventually have it. It's not going to be this year. I, I don't. I mean, they voted him, but they voted him a uh, team captain. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. So I mean, that's, I, I just don't. I just don't think that's a. You're not doing that if you have real intentions, right? To, um, you know, to 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 bench him unless he's just that bad. Who's the last team captain? That got benched. I mean, Peyton, I guess. Probably Peyton. Yeah. The Osweiler or whatever. Yeah. That year. But, I don't you know, that was an extenuating circumstance. I can't remember all those years. Yeah. He exactly. Had neck, he was yeah, hurt. You know, fusion surgery mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, here's an interesting one Jimmy Garoppolo for Trey Lance prior to facing Kansas City in week seven. Wow. Don't think so. Don't believe it. Uh, I, think, I, mean, I, think, I think even if Trey Lance struggles, Shanahan's going to stick with this guy that he said, you know what, we've given the team to him. Exactly. He's so the I'm going to stick here. If yes. I go back to Garoppolo, I might get a few guys in that locker room believing 100%. that it's his team again and that Trey Lance can't get it done. No, it's like when Fuente made the jump, when he made the switch to, to Pax and Lynch, there was no going back to Jacob Karam. Correct. You, you, you had s- to live with the uh, mistakes. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. You, and you can threaten it, uh, to split a locker room that way. And, and he knew he knew Paxson was the future of that program, just like Sanahan knows Trey Lance is theoretically the future of the 49ers. So he's going to give Trey Lance – got to let the kid grow. you got to let him learn, right? Yeah, make mistakes and let yeah. him stay out there. I'm and with you on the, that. I mean, they let Mahomes do that. He didn't make many, right? He didn't make many. He he, he was pretty friggin' instant, but still, like you got to live with the mistakes. King's got former Cincinnati Bearcats quarterback and rookie Desmond Ritter taking over for Marcus Mariota in Atlanta come November. He's got Tyrod Taylor taking over for Daniel Jones yeah. in December. That must that must be bad Daniel Jones then, because that ain't about so much. We know what Tyrod mm-hmm. is. Must be Daniel Jones being bad. Um, I, I I I more lean toward the first one. I got a. I think Daniel Jones is going to be decent enough to hold off Tyrod. We'll see. And then he's got Deshaun Watson going 3-3 three and three in those six late uh, games this season after his suspension um, to try to keep the Cleveland Browns in playoff contention. Like we said, he doesn't have them there. Thinks they'll come up short. MVP, he's got Josh Allen. Uh, Justin Herbert, number two. Lamar Jackson, 
in a contract season, hmm. number three. So those are some of Peter King's picks, and I'm sorry, John, that he doesn't have your Raiders in there. He does have you in the mix, though, at 9-8. and eight. Yeah, I, I got Lamar uh, winning MVP this season. Ooh, that'd be good for me. It was plus two thousand uh, earlier this uh, earlier this year. Got good value in summer. Now it's down to plus sixteen hundred. And you got it at plus two thousand. Yeah, smart man. I mean, I think it's it's going to be all him, man. I mean, it's him or Josh Allen. Like to me, that's the that's it. I, I, the, the, those are the only two options. I, I just don't see anybody else emerging. So, only a day away. Tomorrow Ooh, feels good. Tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 